How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject where um, I don't even know how to like talk about this, especially after watching a documentary and just learning a little bit more about this. But um, in the 70s, there was a lot of stuff that was going on in America Essentially, you had the, there was just a lot of uh, chaos, a lot of like uh, assassinations of major political figures, Robert F. Kennedy, um, or Robert Kennedy, excuse me, John F. Kennedy, uh, Martin Luther King, all happening in the 60s. And then essentially like the civil rights movement, all that got passed in the 60s. So in the 70s, it was just kind of like a wonky time period. And and during the 60s and going into the 70s, uh, all that craziness created a a perfect environment for cults to come out uh, because a lot of people were just confused and and just preyed upon by people that just had a, a, a crazy agenda. And no one is more crazier than a figure that I've heard plenty of about, but I didn't really ever look into the situation until today, and that is uh, Jim Jones. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Jonestown, it, essentially Jim Jones was a guy uh, out of Indiana, grew up poor, was a single child, and uh, really gravitated towards the minority community uh, because he felt like uh, they struggled in the same way that he did growing up as a kid and initially uh, was trying to pass a pro-communist idea, but he didn't know how to do it. And so he created a religion and through the religion, he was able to purport um, or not purport, but essentially um, preach the teachings of, you know, extreme communism and socialism in a way of religion to kind of circumvent the, you know, being in America and and praising communism during the height of the Cold War. Um, But he actually was getting a, a lot of pushback in Indiana where he was from. So he eventually moved his congregation and himself to San Francisco and in San Francisco he told his followers to get more involved in politics and he helped get elected a mayor at the time in San Francisco and through that was uh, introduced to many different political figures and so he had a, a pretty strong influence but as he got older he started to become more paranoid and started to get more involved with drugs and and really got down and dirty with communism like hardcore and eventually he became so paranoid that um and he had justification for it as well because a lot of local newspapers in san francisco uh were starting to do like um bad pieces on or not like tell all pieces on his organization and some of the stuff that's happened and some of the things that they believe in and really framing it in a, in a bad way. 
uh, and they had their cause for doing that. So he essentially started to prepare for the worst case scenario and um, found a country where there's no extradition, uh, Guyana in South America, and extradition laws to extradite someone to America. And um, kind of location enough that it was next to the Caribbean islands and he could have like an influence on the political system there because they weren't super rich. And he essentially moved himself and a thousand of his followers to a community that he developed um, with support from the, I don't even know how to say it, uh, the Guyanese, uh, Guiana, Guyananese, I don't know. I don't know how to say that, but essentially their government um, you know, pretty much backing it and giving him a big plot of land to build this development. Well, he's got a thousand people on this plot of land and, and they're not reaching out to any of their family. They're all Americans, a thousand Americans living on a, uh, pretty much a massive farm. And eventually some of their family back in America aren't hearing from them. And so some of these family members start to write to their senators and, and things of that nature. And one Senator specifically, Jim, Jim, Jean, I can't remember his name. Not Jim, something Jean, Bob Jean, Bob Jean. I can't remember. Let me look this up right now. Um, uh, dude, this, this is so crazy. Um, Leo Ryan. Wow. Where did I even come? I don't even know what name I was saying before, but Leo Ryan essentially was a Senator that um, was really hands on with some of the stuff that he wanted to fight for and things of that nature. So essentially he and some of his delegates or not delegates, some him and some of his staff flew to Jonestown to kind of see what was going on over there and, and to create kind of like a, a mediation between the family that can't get a hold of their family in Jonestown and the families in Jonestown reaching out to their families that they wanted to. And when he arrived, everything seemed great until later on in the day, some people at Jonestown started to secretly pass him notes saying that they wanted to leave. And Leo Ryan uh, approached Jim Jones with this information. And Jim Jones pretty much just said like, there's just a few bad apples here. They don't speak for the majority of the people here. And it was because Jim Jones pretty much manipulated the people, the thousand people there and told them like, Hey, you need to act super happy when this politician's here, because if you don't, then they're going to send in the military and they're going to, you know, kill your children and kick us out, especially for what we believe in, because we believe in communism. And at that point, when they were in Jonestown, they went gun ho on, on, preaching communism pro soviet union pro china pro north korea like it was essentially they were promoting a lot of stuff that were counter to america's beliefs and so it was easy for the people there to believe that the military could come and and you know kill them or whatever and he did a really good job of manipulating people in that way 
And so Leo Ryan, essentially, he was departing and on, on Jonestown, there was essentially like an airstrip. He had a plane that he had flown in with his staff and things of that nature, but they had enough seating for a few other people. And so he welcomed some of the people that wanted to leave. But as they were leaving, more people came forward and wanting to leave. And so they didn't have a big enough plane. So they requested another plane from the U.S. Embassy. But that second plane, uh, so the first plane took off with some people and um, the media was with him as well. So there was different people from different uh, media stations like NBC, ABC, and so Leo Ryan stays behind the, the congressman and he essentially, and by the way, he's not a senator. He was a, a representative. My bad. Um, he stays behind with some other people from the news and as they're boarding the the second plane, the plane took a little bit longer than expected to arrive. And by that point, some really extreme individuals from Jonestown um, supposedly on the orders of Jim Jones, and I, I wouldn't doubt it at all because this guy's a maniac. He essentially orders some of his people to go and fire like weapons, fire weapons at the airplane with the congressman there. They end up killing five people, including the congressman out of like 11 and other people were injured. And so like a, a anchor died, uh, like cameraman died, the, this congressman died and a couple other people, I think family members of those that were trying to leave, they got killed. And so Jim Jones goes back to his people and pretty much says, look, um, this, the, at the time, the people there did not know what had just happened with like the murder of these people. And so Jim Jones came back preemptively and told the people there, like uh, at the village, hey, uh, it seems like the, the representative is going to go back to America and say a whole bunch of bad things about our community. And they're going to be sending the forces over here. There's only really only one thing we can do, and that is um, revolutionary revolutionary suicide, essentially is what he called it. And they did a lot of drills like these and the people were prepared. And so they had drills about, you know, trying to escape to the Soviet union, but if they couldn't escape, essentially they would never allow themselves to be captured. They, they were told to kind of kill themselves. And so Jim Jones gets a whole bunch of cyanide and mixes it in with flavored Kool-Aid in a big tub and essentially feeds the people there. Um, you know, the cyanide lace Kool-Aid and a thousand nine hundred and ninety-one people died, <laughs> died due to poisoning themselves or being forced poison because it looked like there were signs of people that resisted the poison. But if they did, the armed gun, they had armed guards that were told to kill the people if they resisted. And it looked like some people initially before the guards could arrive that they were injected with the poison instead because there was injection sites on a lot of people there. And so at the time the media framed it as a mass suicide because it was a thousand dead bodies, including Jim Jones, who 
killed himself with a gun, um, laying in this in this village, pretty much a small little village, a thousand a thousand Americans. It was the largest civilian death count of Americans until nine eleven happened. And when I I did not even know about that fact. I was like, that is so crazy. The media tried to frame it as a mass suicide, but as the years progressed and as they learned more about what happened, they started to frame it more as a mass murder suicide or a massacre. Um, and, and essentially that's because they realized that a lot of these people did not want to probably take their own lives, but they were forced to do it in the first place or else be killed. And there were children. They, they first poisoned the children and then after poisoning the children, they died within minutes. And then the parents essentially were so traumatized by the events, they felt like there was no sense in living anymore, that it was easy for them to justify killing themselves as well. And it, it's just sad what happened. It, to this day, it's one considered the worst cult experience um, involving individuals. And... Sorry, let me correct. It was 909 people died in Jonestown. Um, it's just sad. that, And you can listen to an audio tape. That, that this sick son of a bitch, Jim Jones, recorded the last bit, like his last speech to the people, and then recorded the audio of the people starting to take the poison. And I listened to some of it, and it is pretty traumatic it's hard to listen to it really is i could i couldn't and normally i can stomach things uh i've i've always been morbidly curious about different things and this one right here was was tough i'm not visually seeing anything but just hearing so many people suffering it, i i couldn't listen to the whole thing and you're listening to kids crying in the background and it's just hard and this guy kept motivating and pushing people to keep doing it as they were dying. And essentially, it was just disgusting. That guy, it's unbelievable that that, that could happen. But the documentary I was watching, essentially, it wasn't really a documentary. It was a, a, a YouTuber that generally doesn't do subjects like this, but he was doing the top five worst cults ever. And Jonestown came out to be the, like... Um, the people's temple is essentially the name of the, the cult, but uh, talking about Jonestown and, and saying, you know, pretty much that this was the worst. And when he was talking about it, I, I was like, wow, I never knew some of these facts about Jonestown. I always just thought it was a mass suicide event and these people just didn't know any better and they were so brainwashed, but you look at the people during that time period and, and look at videos and, and they look like normal people. They don't look like people that are brainwashed in any way. It's just that maybe this guy, so there are some theories that this guy laced some of their food with sedatives to make them less capable of fighting against the idea of committing suicide. And it's just, it's, it's so sad. It really is so sad. Um, but yeah, after watching the documentary, the guy, or not documentary, but the video that this guy did, he brought up, he was like, you know, 
it, it, it would be very easy to kind of say like these people, they didn't have any kind of self-respect or any confidence in themselves or no one. Like, it's easy to think like, oh, I wouldn't follow that cult. But you brought up a good point. Most people don't plan on joining a cult. Most people don't plan on doing these kind of events in their lives, especially a thousand people in an area. And so don't frame it in such a way. And also don't ignore the fact that the climate, the political and lifestyle climate that was existing during that time period, it wasn't hard for that cult to kind of come about. And he was bringing up the fact that like the same kind of stuff that caused those cults to pop up then are happening now like uh, extreme turmoil from the the pandemic. You have the political division between people. There's a lot of ways to kind of get one person that's crazy enough to kind of stand out and and create another cult. And actually, there have been a few people that have been caught recently that started um, pretty bad cults as well. So I don't know. It's It's just wild to really learn a little bit more about the story and just the amount of people that have been affected by it. And, um, I just, I, I still can't get it out of my head. Like just listening to like that audio. I listened to, it's a 45 minute tape and I, I went from the beginning to the middle to the end, skipping through it. And in total, I probably listened to like three minutes of the 45 minute tape and I, I just couldn't do it. It's just so hard. But anyways, just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, if this stuff is very, um, and like in any way impacts you, to, um, or if you want to learn a little bit more about it, I definitely would, would look into it. Uh, there's plenty of documentaries on, on YouTube where you can look up Jonestown. And uh, I'm curious to see if some of you have heard of this uh, event. I know if you're a little bit older, you probably have, but I'm curious to see if any younger people have heard about it. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.